Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. I'm guessing you have experienced something that all of us have experienced unless you're living in some remote area of the world where you have absolutely no connection to the outside world. You have experienced switching gears big time over the last number of months. Right? I mean, it started obviously with COVID and everything that happened. I remember, uh, you know, at the very beginning, uh, you know, much like this week when we got the announcement that churches can start to open again at 30% capacity, I just felt like it kicked in again. We were switching gears. At the beginning, you know, we were slowly making protocol changes so that we could meet safely. And by the end of the week, Man, we were all of a sudden like, okay, we can't meet. We're we're gonna we're gonna close the doors. We're gonna love our neighbor, and uh, and then that following Monday, the government announces no large gatherings and all that kind of stuff. And and we thought, okay, maybe it'll be for a few weeks. And and so you know, we started the transition and take everything that we did, you know, live and in person. You know, now we've got to translate that online. And what does it look like? And all that kind of stuff. And so it was crazy switching gears. And now here we are, months later, and. You know, I, I believe and I hope and I trust that a lot of the things that we've been doing as a church family in the way of Zoom hangouts or, you know, some of the community groups have continued through Zoom or some of the daily inspirations that we've been sharing and, of course, the online stuff, that it's ministered to you. But, but again, it's switching gears. It's doing something, you know, completely different. And again, this week, here we go. It happens again. And I remember it, we got the announcement after our staff meeting. Our entire staff meeting was about, you know, Talking about, okay, uh, we're not sure when they're going to let us start to reopen. So we've had conversations and we've talked about different scenarios and plans, you know, but we, we didn't think it was coming anytime soon. And so, you know, we started to think about, well, how do we do online better? You know, how do we continue to effectively touch and minister uh, to, to everyone? How do we get them more deeply connected, you know, depending on how long this goes? And then the announcement comes and boom, here we go again, switching gears. That has really been the theme for this last number of months, switching gears. And everybody's experienced it. You've experienced it personally. You know what I'm talking about. You know, it's not just the church. It's, it's shopping. You know, it's, it's where you can go and where you can't go. How many people you can connect with. You know, your bubble. And with COVID, my bubble might be getting a little bit bigger. But anyways, uh, but I'm talking physically. But anyway, so, um, but you know, the reality is, is that, you know, everything, professionally, workplace, Everything has switched gears on us. And I, 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 and all of a sudden, over the last, especially the last number of weeks, knowing that we were working towards reopening at some point, I started to process and started to think back on what this whole experience has been like. And, and switching gears is probably the best way to say it. But I'm, remem- I'm reminded of the, of the week that we were leading up to our first live stream. And again, like I said, we were switching everything that we did live and in person now has to go online. We've never done it this way before. We don't even have the equipment. We don't have a YouTube channel. And so we put all this stuff together. And I remember I had to switch and change out the front page of our website to make sure that, um, you know, everything that we needed was online. So you can just click and get there. And I was putting up the picture and I wanted to have some kind of a slogan. And you know, when I look back in that moment, I wonder, in fact, I don't wonder, I think it was more prophetic than it was just, you know, a catchy slogan. Because the truth is, is that we've entered into a new normal. And as I was sitting in that room, not knowing what it was going to look like, not knowing how long it was going to be, 
I just wrote down new season, new expression. That everything now is live online or it's going to be recorded or it's going to be Zoom calls and, you know, council meetings by Zoom. And, and it was a new season and a new expression. And the truth is, you've all heard it. You've heard people talk about this, you know, again, this new normal. And we've experienced it personally, we've experienced it professionally, and we've experienced it spiritually. But have you ever wondered to yourself, because I know I have, have you ever wondered that maybe God is using this to his advantage to create a new normal inside of us? See, I don't wonder about that. I actually think it's true. And I'm not alone. Man, there are so many colleagues, pastors of, uh, of uh, friends of mine that, that have all been, you know, you've probably seen it on um, you know, up on social media, Isaiah chapter 43. And Isaiah 43 is this moment where, you know, the Jewish exiles were about to return and resettle on the land of Canaan, and they were about to be restored. And so God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he's encouraging them that he's going to be with them. He's going to provide for them as he makes their way back. But, but he kind of reads their mail a little bit. You ever had God read your mail? You ever have God just kind of, you know, uh, say something to you, maybe through somebody else that, that nobody else knows, and you're like, okay, God's reading my mail now. And that's what God does, because when he speaks to the Jewish exiles that are about to return, he kind of he reveals that he sees something inside their heart. And, and their heart was this great anticipation and this great excitement to return to what they had. But God had other plans. And verse 18, look at it, it says this, he wants them to forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. The Amplified Version puts it this way, do not remember the former things, or I love this, or ponder the things of the past. See, for the, for the Jewish exiles to return home was to return to a nation or to a people that still had its power and, 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 and a nation that has seen the hand of God firsthand. In fact, when you look at the verses preceding verse 18 and 19, God again, uh, you know, begins to reference or at least alludes to, you know, uh, the, the, the leading of the people from Egypt, which was, you know, difficult, painful to say the least into the promised land. And he reminds them of, of the mighty acts that he did. And, and when you read this, you get the sense that, that really what God was saying is that, the, it, I get it, it's hard to forget or to not ponder the former things because the former things were really good. You saw the hand of God. You saw the power of God. You saw the blessing and the favor. But he says, listen, I don't want you to yearn for that. I don't want you to long for that. Even as good as it was, even as great as it was, and here's the reason why. Not because it was bad, but because God was already in the process of doing something even better. He said, I'm doing a better thing. And he asked them that question, do you see it? Do you perceive it? Are you aware of it? That I've already started making plans that in the same way that when you left Egypt and you went into the promised land and you saw my hand at work and you walked into blessing and you walked into favor and you walked in my hand being with you when you conquered the promised land, that everything that I said about the promised land came to pass, how amazing and how abundant it was. Because in the same way, I'm about to lead you, but not back to what you had. 
I'm about to create something so good. In fact, I, I, love, I love how the, uh, the Passion Translation puts it, is that God is doing something brand new, something unheard of. Can you imagine? Completely unheard of. Like, no minds can perceive what God is really doing. We, we read that in the New Testament. Man, God's doing something really new. And he's like, listen, I get what you had was good. But guys, listen, I'm going to bring you out of this and I'm going to restore you. And that was, man, when they resettled in the land of Canaan, it was known to be a land that was fruitful. And the era of blessing and the relationship of God was significantly different in the new stage after they had returned from exile. And God... In this moment, what he was saying is, I'm leading you to something that is so powerful that it's going to actually eclipse what you had before. Can you imagine? And I don't know about you, but let me ask you this question, because I guarantee you, you've probably asked this question, because I know I have. In fact, it's not even a question. It's a statement. <laughs> it's something that I've said probably, more, probably at least once a day for the last two or three months. I can't wait to get back to I can't wait to get back to gathering together. I can't wait, you know, even with staff meetings. We were doing staff meetings for a little while on Zoom, and it was good. But when we were able to, you know, have a, just a couple of people inside the office just for staff meeting, we did that. And we had a couple more still by Zoom, and that felt a little bit better. But to be honest with you, we just, we craved being around each other. I miss not being with all of the people of God on a Sunday morning. I even miss my, my normal, you know, my, my normal morning, you know, like Sunday morning where I'm up early, I'm at the church, I'm getting ready, you know, now I'm getting up and I'm trying to get breakfast, I'm getting ready for Zoom call, and I'm getting ready to sit down and watch a service that I just, you know, I, I'm watching a sermon that I just recorded like two days ago kind of a thing, and I already know what I'm going to say, but now I want to see what it looks like on screen, I want to look to see if I look a little skinnier, you know, is it true that it adds more than like 10 pounds, and I'm going to say that it does, so that's my story, I'm going to stick to it, you know, this whole COVID weight thing, but anyway, so, you know, but, but for me, it was like, I couldn't wait to get back. How many times have you asked the same thing? How many times have you said to yourself, I can't wait till we get back? And I got to tell you something. I get it. I, I, I get wanting to return, return to something that was good, that was valuable, that we enjoy. Why change it? Except here's the deal about God and change or when he's switching gears. That Isaiah reveals a part of God's character. That when God is switching gears, we can be confident that the new thing is going to eclipse the former thing. And I believe that God is already doing a new thing. You know, like I mentioned off the top of the, uh, uh, you know, before I spoke here today, that, that regardless of what happens, we've chosen as a church to continue to make the investment to make our online presence even stronger. Our online services are going to continue. You know, we're, that's part of the reason for, uh, you know, us working towards reopening. We want to get this, you know, uh, uh, all put together, you know, the camera angles, you know, and, and, uh, and making sure that it's streaming well, that it's mixed right, and, and, and the lighting and everything else. Else, you know, but I love this online thing. And what I love about it is because, you know, it's not that I love seeing, I know some of you are going, yeah, PC, you like seeing yourself on the big screen, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's, you know, well, they're okay, sure. But anyways, what I'm saying is that's really not the case. What I love about it is the reach and the opportunity 
And there's some lessons to be learned. And I want to encourage you that, that I believe that God's doing a new thing. And the question is, are we perceiving it? Are we aware of it? And we need to have confidence and trust that, listen, I know the feeling. I, I feel like COVID has robbed us to some degree, and yet God's using it to his advantage, and we're not going to be robbed. I think what God's doing is he's about to do something inside of us deeply. And it's not just practically. See, here's the thing about exile, because exile was more than just about a return to something bigger or better or different that's more powerful, more effective. It's, it's really about some lessons that were learned. You know, kind of like at the beginning of, you know, of COVID, if there's anything to, to learn, make sure that you always have, you know, toilet paper inside your house or hand sanitizer, you know. Uh, and then you realize, you know, lessons learned. You realize that, that even though, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're working maybe a few more extra hours because things are different, you know, in our case, uh, my whole schedule kind of switched upside down. But, you know, I, I found myself going, man, I'm missing people, which I'll get to in a second. Or I find myself doing things that I didn't do before. There's lessons learned. Like I, I started a TikTok with, with Abby, my youngest daughter. And by the way, you can make us famous. Go ahead and sign on and follow us. It's dad and his kid. And uh, you're going to see your pastor do some really uh, cool dances poorly with his daughter. But anyways, you know, like you're doing different things and you're learning from the experience. You're adapting and switching gears along the way. But man, if there was ever a lesson that I've learned, and there's two that really are prominent in my heart, the first lesson is this, is that the exile wasn't just about, you know, a better thing that God's doing. And I believe he's doing it and we need to be aware of it. It's about second chances. Second chances. See, God sent them to exile because of their act. Now, I don't believe that we're going through COVID because of anything we did. I think it uh, has to do with original sin, brokenness in the world. And, and so these things happen. But but you better believe that God will use it to his advantage to do and accomplish what he wants to accomplish inside of us and in the lives of people. And, and for me, you know, for the, for the Jewish exiles, I'm sure there are moments as they sat in, in, in exile thinking to themselves, man, I missed that. And, I, and man, you know, I'm, when, if, when we get back, because they knew the promise of God was they were going to get back. Except they didn't know that what they were going back to was going to be even better. That God was going to do something in this season inside of them and around them so that when they returned, it was going to be so much more fruitful. And for me, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I just feel like God's saying this is an opportunity for second chances. And here's the specific thing for me, which is kind of funny because I thought, okay, you know, the isolation thing, I'm a little bit more of, a, of an introvert. Many, many of you guys know that about me. It doesn't mean I don't like to be around people. I love to be around people. You know, I, I can be a, a total extrovert when I want to be, but ultimately I do love my alone time. I like being a bit of an introvert. So like I've said to my church family here that, you know, when Cora says, hey, the girls and I are going to take off to the store, which now amounts to lining up outside. Well, not so much now, but it did for a while, lining up outside and waiting in line like you're at Canada's Wonderland, except there's absolutely no thrill to it. But anyways, um, you know, I would get excited because it would just be me, the dog, not so much the cat, but anyways, me and the dog and sitting down watching a movie and just relaxing. And I love my alone time, but I'll tell you something, man, I've missed being around you. I've missed being around people. I miss being able to worship together. I miss, there's just something, even though, yes, we've got social media, we've got text, we've got phone calls and all that kind of stuff, Zoom. It just, how many times have I heard people say this, PC, it's just not 
the same. And you're right. I don't think anything will ever take away the power, the value of gathering or getting connected. And I've missed my friends. They're all probably watching this right now and laughing a little bit, especially the guys that I work out with, you know, and some of them are looking at me going, yeah, we need to get back to working out PC. But, um, you know, but, but my thing is, is that it's bigger than that. Because in the midst of missing them, James 4.14 has been stirring in my heart. And it's this. James 4.14 says this. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Meaning you're here today, gone tomorrow, and life is fragile. And the truth is, life can turn on a dime. And the thing about second chances for me and my word of encouragement as we work towards reopening and gathering together and we can still do this through our current context is not just to value those relationships, but to make those interactions count because they matter because you never know when life is going to take a twist and life is way too short and way too fragile. And I just, when I, I know for me coming back out of this and, and whatever God has in store and it's scary and it's, it's different, but whatever God has in store, I'm excited about it. But I'm going to make sure that when we come back together, I'm going to make sure that the time that I spend with the, with the body of Christ, with people around me, I'm going to make it count because you never know when something's going to happen. And I want to make sure that I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm living out my life according to the mandate that God has given us in his word as far as the body of believers. That we minister to one another, that we love on one another, we speak life, we speak truth, we equip, we encourage, we challenge. And I just, I don't know what other, you know, maybe there's other lessons that you've learned and, and maybe you found that to be, you know, good for you in your season, but can I encourage you? Let's make it count. We have a second opportunity coming our way. Let's make sure that every moment matters. Now, as Hillary comes back, I want to share one last lesson that I've learned. And I'm sure there's other lessons that you've learned. But here's another lesson that I learned. And it goes back to Isaiah 43, verse 7, actually. Isaiah 43, verse 7 says this. Everyone, he's talking about the people that he's returning. He's, he's going to bring them from all ends of the earth. And he's going to bring them home. He's going to bring them back into, and, and, and into what he's called them. And listen to this. He goes, everyone who is called by my name, who is created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. And you know, in light of James chapter 4, If there was anything that has gripped my heart, it's not just second chances. It's not that just that God's doing a new thing. This is probably the biggest one, to be honest with you. For me, the exile was about a return to the mission and the purpose of God. Life is so fragile. How many lives have we lost worldwide? that don't know Jesus. That broke my heart. That breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that families are grieving. Trust me, man. That, that Every time I think about it, it breaks my heart. 
but the mission. The mission of Jesus. The purpose of the church. Yeah, the gathering is good. But even in that, there's a mission and a purpose. And God calls us to those things. And the return from exile was about returning them to their place their proper place in God, the people of God, everyone that called, that is called by my name, that has been created for my glory. It wasn't just to experience the glory of God, but it was about, it was about bringing the glory of God to the nations, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, the savior of the world. Life is fragile. Man, COVID has taught us that. Then in a matter of months, and I've always felt this way anyways, many people know me, man, know my heart, my passion for the mission of God. I don't want to play church. I love the church. I love the local church. But for me, it's all about equipping. It's all about getting into the presence of of God. It's about sharing my faith. It's about loving on people in ministry. Romans 8 talks about how God created us with destiny in mind. And for me, I'm going to be honest with you, probably especially in the last three or four weeks, but this is probably going on for a long time. There's such a holy discontent within me. It's not because I don't love what I do. But I feel God stirring up a hunger and a passion to focus in on what really matters in life because life is but a mist. It's here today and gone tomorrow. And I want to know that I've lived my life according to the purpose of God. And I want to experience all the joy and the fun, don't get me wrong, and hanging out and laughing and, you know, sitting by a campfire or going for a good drive or hitting up, you know, Canada's Wonderland, whenever that happens again, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But exile was about a return to the mission. So you got to know, when we come back, you might have a little bit of a different Pastor Craig. Because the mission of God matters more than anything else. It matters more than any comfort, style, preference. It's the mission. And I want to I wanna encourage you, community. And again, it's not to suggest we're not doing that. It's not to say that we have it. I feel like God's saying, hey, here's a lesson. Life can turn on a dime. Let's make sure that we make our moments matter, that they count, and that we focus in on what matters, the mission, the gospel. If you're watching this today and you don't know Jesus, I encourage you, connect with us. We'd love to tell you about him. He's the savior of the world. He is the one person that can secure your eternal destination. And man, I'll tell you, on this side of eternity, what an incredible blessing it is to know Jesus, to be transformed, to be like Jesus, to walk as a, as a, as a joint heir with Christ and the blessing and the fullness of God, whole and free.
complete. Letting go of my brokenness. Just giving it to God. and Watching transform my life. Man, I, I encourage you right now, man. Just email us. I think it's journey at communitychurch.ca. Or you can connect with us, office at communitychurch.ca. Because your life matters. Your life matters. And so I want to encourage you, community, and anybody that's listening, I think God's using us to switch gears. There's a better thing coming, and he's just calling us to make our moments count. If we're not, maybe we already are. That's great. Keep going. And let's continue to be focused on the mission because life is way too short. Would you pray with me? Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.